Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We are continuing in our series, The Eight Basic Events of the End Times. And we've been talking about event number two being the rapture. Let's read the message version of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 52. It says, But let me tell you something wonderful, a mystery I'll probably never fully understand. We're not all going to die, but we are all going to be changed. You hear a blast to end all blasts from a trumpet, and in the time that you look up and blink your eyes, it's over. On signal from that trumpet from heaven, the dead will be up and out of their graves, beyond the reach of death, never to die again. At the same moment and in the same way, we'll all be changed. Well, the word rapture actually does not appear in the Bible, but it's the word we use for caught up found in 1 Thessalonians. This is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, there's that word, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So it says we will be caught up together with those who are raised out of their graves in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Boy, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? This is so cool. You see, Jesus has gone ahead of us to prepare a place for us. Listen to John 14, 2 through 3. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Wow. I can't wait. How about you? One thing we must realize is only those who are saved will be in the rapture and be caught up. Are you rapture ready? Are you saved? Have you completed my first event of the end times? Have you been saved? If not, you'll not be caught up in the clouds to be with the Lord. Well, this is very important because if you believe in the pre-tribulation rapture like I do, then you will not be on the earth during the period called the tribulation. If you look at my chart, you will see I have added an arrow that goes up and over the tribulation period and returning at the second coming of Christ. Now, I want to mention this chart for a minute because I realize I'm speaking to you on the radio. But if you would like to get the chart, as a matter of fact, if you would like to have this entire series, it's a combination of 17 blogs that I've written, and it's 58 pages in length. If you'd like to have my complete series about the eight basic events of the end times, just write to me 
at Pastor Jim, that's P-A-S-T-O-R-J-I-M, at tmhnow.org. And the TMH stands for The Master's House, which is my church. And then the word now, N-O-W, and then dot O-R-G. Pastor Jim at T-M-H-N-O-W dot org. Just write to me, say, I'd like to have the end times teaching, and I'll be glad to send you the entire document for free. So, again, if you look at the chart, you'll see I've added an arrow that goes up and over the tribulation period and returning at the second coming of Christ. I believe that during the period of the tribulation, we will be with the Lord in heaven with our new resurrected bodies, an immortal body just like Jesus had after he rose from the dead. Well, what will we be doing up there? I know of two wonderful things for sure. That's the Bema, Judgment Seat of Christ, and the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. And I'll explain those soon. Why do I believe in the rapture before the tribulation period? Simply because I believe he is the deliverer. He delivered the Israelites through the Red Sea. He delivered Jonah. He delivered Noah and his family. And the list goes on and on and on. I realize there are those who disagree. But I also have another belief concerning the pre-tribulation rapture. This is from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 through 9. And now you know what is restraining. That's a very important word. And now you know what is restraining. That he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Well, as we've read, someone is restraining or holding back the coming of the lawless one. The lawless one is the one world leader, the Antichrist, who will claim himself to be God when he sits down in the newly built temple in Jerusalem mentioned in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. The restraining one is the Holy Spirit. We are the ones in whom the Holy Spirit dwells. We are the ones who are the body of Christ on the earth. So we are the ones who are restraining the Antichrist's ability to rule by the preaching of the gospel, casting out devils, praying in tongues, laying hands on the sick, and delivering people. God removes the restraining power of the Holy Spirit by removing us in the rapture. Then and only then can the Antichrist begin to take over. Well, when will the rapture happen? Well, I don't know, but I do believe we're getting very close. As I watch the news, I see things like the United Nations working toward a one-world financial system. I see spiritual leaders of different religions working to unite the faiths into one religion by claiming we all pray to the same God. Well, stand strong. Remember Jesus the only one who was born of a virgin, healed the sick, made the lame to walk, the blind to see, and fed the thousands with miracle bread and fish. He's the only one who died on the cross, who never sinned, who was raised from the dead, who appeared to over 500 people, who rose into the clouds and promised to return, who spoke the greatest wisdom and truth. Well, Jesus said this in John fourteen six through 7. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Every religion except Christianity rejects Christ as the Messiah, God in the flesh, 
the second person of the Trinity, having been born of a virgin, who died on the cross for our sins, who went to hell, he was raised from the dead, he is seated at the right hand of God as King of kings and Lord of lords, and is the only name under heaven whereby man may be saved, that's out of Acts 4.12. No, we do not all pray to the same God, so let's never compromise truth in the name of unity. Let me mention the eight events again. First is salvation, and that takes place now. Second is the rapture, which we've studied, and that happens in a moment of time, in the twinkling of an eye, or what we learned yesterday called an atomic second. Then there's the tribulation, and then there is the second coming of Christ and the battle of Armageddon. And then fifth is the millennium. Sixth is Satan is released and then cast into the lake of fire. Seven is the great white throne judgment, and eight is finally eternity, which is forever. And like I said, write to me, and I'll give you all the information, including the chart that I'm looking at. If you look at the chart, you will see the day of the Lord includes the period of the tribulation and the second coming of Christ. This is the time when we will be in heaven with the Lord and will return to earth with him at his second coming. If you remember, in the twinkling of an eye, being the rapture, the Christians who are dead are instantly raised incorruptible, and immediately after that, the Christians who are alive are instantly changed. Both the dead and the living in Christ are given resurrected bodies just like Jesus had after he was raised from the dead, and the dead and the living in Christ instantly, in the blink of an eye, are given immortal bodies. And we read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 52. Well, let's say the rapture has happened. So here we are. We've met the Lord in the clouds, in the air, according to 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17. And now we're with Jesus in heaven for at least seven years until we come back to earth with him during his second coming. Well, while the tribulation period is taking place on earth, we will be doing some very interesting things. I'm so glad we're not on the earth because some terrible things begin to happen there. Actually, the first three and a half years are not so bad, but the next three and a half years are really bad. We'll discuss this in detail later. So what will we be doing in heaven? Well, I know two things for sure. First is the Bema judgment seat of Christ, and second is the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, the following text is chapter 28 from my book, Will the Real God Please Stand Up? It's available through Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and others. There's a lot of information and quotes here making it too long to put it in one devotional, so we'll continue through this as our time allows. So I want to mention the two things that are going to be happening while we're up in heaven during the tribulation. The first is the judgment seat of Christ. And continuing on the theme of the goodness and judgment of God, let's see how it relates to this judgment seat of Christ. Romans 14.10 says, But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in his body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is written to the saints of God. It is written to those who have a spirit as a guarantee, mentioned in verse 5, to those who have confident faith that when they become absent from the body, they will be immediately present with the Lord, as it says in verse 8, and those who are new creatures in Christ, as it says in verse 17, those who are ambassadors for Christ on the earth, which it mentions in verse 20, and those who have become the righteousness of God in him, and we read that in verse 21. 
If we've been washed in his blood, which Revelation 1.5 says, all our sins have been cast into the depths of the sea, which Micah 7.19 says, and there's no remembrance of them, as it says in Hebrews 8.12, they have been removed from us as far as the east is from the west, which is what Psalms 103.12 says. Our once scarlet sins have been turned white as snow out of Isaiah 1.18. They have been blotted out and forgotten out of Isaiah 43.25. They have been abundantly pardoned out of Isaiah 55, 7. And due to Christ's once for all perfect sacrificial offering, there is no longer another offering for sin coming out of Hebrews 10, 10, 14, and 18. Then what are we being judged for at the seat of Christ? Well, very simply, the judgment seat of Christ concerns the fruit we produce on earth with the new life we have been given. Oh my, we have about a half a minute left, so I need to stop here. Revelation 22.5 in the Amplified Version says, And there shall be no more night. They have no need for lamplight or sunlight, for the Lord God will illuminate them and be their light, and they shall reign as kings forever and ever through the eternities of eternities. We'll continue again tomorrow with the eight basic events of the end time. And I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.